0: Welcome to the Exchange for the Exchange podcast, where we exchange ideas about current events, pop culture, and theology. And we are
1: on air, boys. Okay. You are live.
2: For the record, (laughs) Josh Pinnell is laughing. Nikolai Carpathia, (laughs) (laughs) So gentle. (laughs) Wow. I don't even know what
0: Alex is going to say at this point. Welcome to the Exchange podcast. It is very good to be broadcasting to the throng. I've been absent, and I missed i missed it. You know, there was, there was a hole in my life that was not filled. But I might add that there was not a hole in your life that was not filled because my co-hosts were able to manage without me. And for that, I am thankful. Speaking of my co-hosts, how are you guys doing? Doing really doing well.
2: Doing really well. I'm uh, in New Jersey visiting visiting my, my family. Never been D- diners and dive bars. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: Josh, how's life, bud?
2: Uh, doing well, man. Me and
1: Daniel have already recorded the first seven episodes of our
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I'm actually going to do my own podcast, just Whoa. like me, though. And it's going to be this like crazy new thing.
1: Are you going to like host yourself? Or you going to be like, Alex, uh, I want to yes. get your thoughts on... I'm gonna work on different
2: voices, and like, <laughs> try to, like... you should also call on like fake, uh, fake investors in your into the cast. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is Alex Tremonti from NPR News. <laughs> you
0: know, um... and NPR
2: just sends you letters like you need to stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know how like beatboxers can make a variety of different noises with their mouth. And you think that like they're using all these different instruments, but they're really only using one thing. I want to turn that into a podcast. Like I want <laughs> people to think that there's so much going on, but it's really only me.
1: I love I love Daniel's idea too. And in light of that, this at this episode is actually sponsored in full. And Google was Google was trying to sponsor us, but we just we had to turn them down again. You know, it's a long line to sponsor the Exchange podcast right it- now. So.
0: It's an ethical thing. A word to Google. At this point. A word to Google. Bring the big guns next time. Our
1: salaries. We we want to live lives of luxury. We have the Exchange Podcast, and that is what our sponsors have to provide for us. You're offering us six figures, and we're asking for nine.
0: This oh, we're starting at nine. We're starting at nine. <laughs> uh, boys, speaking of the last episode, I feel like I need to address a few things. Uh-oh. Hmm. Uh oh. I'll have you know that. I was listening to the podcast the moment that I was <laughs> indicted for never listening to the podcast. So <laughs> there's that. Um, so, so what? I feel like I need to. So I feel, what? I, no, listen, man. Don't bring so that in. No, say hold it. on. Hey, what to say? I'm going to say that you were wrong and that you guys need to check yourselves. Okay? And I have no idea who Ken Burns is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> and Josh assumed that you would know because you're typically
0: smarter than me, but... Dude, I had no idea. We that. didn't know.
2: That's well, boys,
0: speaking, speaking of information and of documentaries and of being informed and having an education, recently, one President Donald Trump became Jay. President Dr. Donald Trump. Uh, he was bestowed the honorary doctorate of law by <laughs> liberty university
2: it was a suspended degree i have the greatest respect for the university <laughs> i'm so good at law i would put everyone to shame
0: i want to get your guys's take i want to get your hot take on this one what do you think about liberty bestowing the honorary doctorate upon president trump what do you guys <laughs> think about honorary doctorates just in general would you accept an honorary doctorate give me your thoughts josh
1: I really don't want to hurt anyone out there, but I think I'm going to say it.
0: Say it, uh, dude.
1: Mm, this is going to hurt. This is going to sting a little bit. It's not like getting a degree from Liberty is like the height of prestige and honor. You
0: know what I mean? What you're saying is is that no one's pushing the Liberty Law grad to the top of the right. resume list. That you're not right. no one's yeah, yeah. no it's, one's putting them in their own pile, so to speak. No.
1: No, no, no. So then on top of that, you have a degree that literally happens because someone just decides to... x hello. it's there, you know? Uh, <laughs> let there be an honorary doctorate, uh, if let you will. Let there
0: be that weird head. Now, from what I've understood, and maybe you can speak to this, Josh, about honorary doctorate degrees, I thought, and I'm not speaking to Trump and if he deserved it or not, I thought that the reason why... One would receive a honorary degree, in whatever was because the year or years they'd spent working in that field was the equivalent to studying Mm -hmm. for that degree. So they're just saying, "Listen, if you would have spent studying, you would get this anyway." So that's what they would do.
1: Yeah, and so that's the that's the idea behind it. But then the problem is when you're able to when something is free, it also becomes cheap a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You know i've been to graduations before at multiple universities i'm not naming anyone in particular where people get honorary doctorates that's very confusing why they receive it um it just just feels like they're trying to make relationships with a certain person or thank them Mm -hmm. and it's the highest honor that they can bestow it's
0: it's probably one reason why it's become cheap and i would probably challenge your idea that if something's free it's cheap or if it's given away it's cheap i think having them every year probably hmm. forces people to give them away dan what do you think about this buddy let me get your take
2: there's a few different planes to see this in um i'm pretty sure that everyone assumes that on moral grounds this, this there's no right or wrong in what happened so we can move forward from that right. yeah then we move into the plane of what well, was it justified i i think i would need to do more research into donald trump's Schooling and what he's actually accomplished in his business life, but I don't, I don't think that there's anything that entails that he is a well-rounded in any sort of law. So that was a little confusing. I thought, well, maybe it was in business administration, or you know, or something like that. I'm assuming that the reason why they chose law is because he's the president of the United States. I'm just really, I'm more confused and entertained by it than really that it that it made sense.
1: You want to know why they did it in law? Why? Because Liberty already gave him one in business. This is his second one from Liberty. And it's his, get this, his sixth honorary doctorate. Wow. But one of his honorary doctorates was pulling away when he had the Muslim ban. So he technically only has five now.
0: You can pull an honorary doctorate?
1: Apparently, yeah. You can be like, ah, eh, take it away.
0: Interesting. Wow.
1: It happened. Yes, you can. But the reason it's in law is because... Well, let's be honest. Falwell wants to go deeper into the belly of the beast. He wants (laughs) to have a closer connection. And the best way to do it is to give him an honorary doctorate. And if you're already giving him business, what do you have left? Well, he's given a few executive
2: orders. Let's do it in law.
0: Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Congratulations, whatever that means. Enjoy it. Liberty, I'm baffled by it. I don't really get it. I don't know. I feel like all three of us are a little bit unqualified
2: on give an opinion about an elite school like Harvard, you know, what their intentions might be, but have the reputation for caring who it is that they give doctorates to. They're not just gonna give a doctorate to somebody just out out of, just like as a Hallmark card. And I think that's something that Josh is pointing out as well, you know, that's cute. But, um, and even though there there are people who are very successful, who've come out of Liberty University, and they do have some professors that are very well known in their area of study, as a whole, Liberty University is not necessarily a top-tier school. I don't know how important getting an honorary doctorate from Liberty
0: necessarily is. Okay, so, Liberty call, J- Jerry Falwell calls you up, and he goes, Daniel, I'd like you to come and do the commencement speech, and we want to confer upon you the honorary doctorate in the field of your choice.
2: <laughs> Can you
0: that? Yes.
2: Yes! Mm. I have nothing, Alex. I have an undergraduate degree in humanities. <laughs> <laughs> from a school that no one has heard of Josh would you take it
1: well I'll tell you what I'm gonna do instead Alex I'm gonna say no I'm not gonna take it in fact oh. the reason is because I'm starting my own institution where I am the sole teacher and the sole board member and I'm going to graduate from it myself, and then I'm going to bestow myself upon myself an honorary doctorate so I can have those letters at the end of my name. That was actually my New Year's resolution for this year, was to give myself an honorary doctorate. That's So my you're
0: going to graduate from your own college, commencement speaker for your own graduation, and after you accept your diploma from yourself, you're going to give a speech to yourself and then confer upon yourself the honorary doctorate.
1: Alex, I literally could not have said it better myself.
2: To each his um
1: I'm going to give it like a really legit name. Like, and it's something that's going to be really,
2: really confused with another school. Instead of Stanford, you name it Stanford with an M. Exactly. <laughs> Of Connecticut, And instead of like Columbia University or like Columbia with an N.
1: Exactly. It's exactly what I'm going to do. People are going to look at that. They're going to be like, man, what a legit person. I want him. <laughs> Alex, that is how I make my millions. That and my. Instead of Harvard, it's Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> exactly. That and my and Daniel's other podcast that we're doing without Alex. That is how I'm going to make my millions.
0: <laughs> Dude, what are you if not a peddler of cheap tricks, Josh? Hmm.
2: Wow, that really hurt. <laughs> wow, Jeez, you're man. Off
0: podcast, wow, you're ripping off It is what it is, man. All right. Speaking of offensiveness and <laughs> hurting, hurting another, boys, let's talk about clothing and specifically clothing for church. Put on your Sunday best comes to mind, boys. What what do you typically wear? on Sunday to church. What do you typically wear just on your normal day? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna go to you first, bud. It, de- it depends
2: on what I'm doing. If I'm working at, at Starbucks, I usually just wear my boots, my jeans, and a button-up shirt. If I'm working at the shop, then I'll wear a suit and a bow tie or a tie. I am really kind of into vintage clothing, so I like to wear like high-waisted pants and old button-up shirts. I go to a church where most people, they're like, you know, South Carolina schools, so they wear, like, orange polos and khaki shorts and flip-flops. So that's the church culture that I'm in. What
0: do you wear to church?
2: Uh, If, you know, in the summertime, I'll wear shorts and a button-up shirt. If it's cooler outside, then I'll usually wear, you know, just some nice pants and a button-up shirt, maybe a tie. Josh, what about you, buddy?
1: I usually wear jeans and a t-shirt. If it's winter, I'll wear, like, a knit shirt. And that's about it.
0: Josh, what do you wear on Sundays, man?
1: We're about the same thing on Sundays. Sometimes I'll throw on a, a button-down or a collared shirt. But for the most part, I wear the same
0: thing I do every day. If I'm speaking, because I speak on Wednesday nights and stuff, I'll try to wear like a button-up or some sort of a collared shirt. Um, if it's at the summertime, I'll wear shorts. Um, but sometimes I'll teach in just a T-shirt and shorts. I don't think it on Wednesday uh-huh. nights. On Sundays, I usually wear jeans... And a button up, a couple of uh, sport coats in my office that I'll throw on. Rocking
1: the sports coat,
0: good for you, man, dude. The Doug Wilson look. The only time
1: I ever see my pastor wearing a jacket is Easter.
2: What is CJ preaching? Okay, Hawaiian shirts and cargo shorts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just the flowing, the flowing floral print.
1: His typical Sunday morning attire during the winter is a black long-sleeve shirt with no collar and jeans. Really? It's like the Steve Jobs look, but without the sleeves rolled up.
2: I was going to say, man. And no uh, turtleneck.
1: I don't know what he wears during the summer, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Okay? Is he even a
2: real person? You guys are freaking me out a the little fact, bit. <laughs> the fact that here's the thing. The fact that
1: I'm not 100% sure of what he wears tells me that his clothing is appropriate.
2: Mm. This reminds me of the episode in The Office when everyone's arguing about whether Stanley has a mustache or not, even though they've worked yeah. with him for 12 years.
1: Now, does CJ have a mustache? Negative.
2: <laughs> the guy's a Tic Tac, man. He shaves a whole, the whole thing. The
1: whole conversation, is, it's a Christ in culture conversation. It's hmm. it, what is the relationship of the church to the culture? Is the church called to a different culture,
0: or a higher culture. Josh, is the church called to a higher culture?
1: I think it depends on how you define culture. If you define,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: if you define culture as, like the culture of the atmosphere, then At- yes, we don't lie, we don't gossip, we don't slander. Like that is, the culture of the church is a culture of love, and so in that sense we're called to a higher culture. If you define culture simply as living in the world that God has made, cultivating the earth, subduing it, then I would say no. I would say that we have the same cultural mandate that everyone has uh, across the board and that was given to Adam. What it looks like to uh, show dominion over the world in our clothing uh, is not necessarily going to look different than everyone else. So no, you shouldn't be able to tell that someone's a Christian and not a Christian because they're wearing nicer clothes than everyone else.
2: We are really big on music when it comes to Christians showing dominion. Whether you think that there is a purified form of music that we finally found in the 1950s and that's what we need to propagate, or whether you think that we should constantly be reinventing music and pushing the cultural line. And so you go to like a Hillsong church. But when it comes to dress, we don't really see that as an an artistic form. Mostly because for a lot of history, beautifying dress was left to rich people. Um, Now, people who don't have any money because of the oversupply of clothing in the United States can go to a thrift store and get something that they think looks cool and kind of make it into an artistic thing. Showing dominion over clothing, I think, has to do more with like manufacturing than it does the art of clothing. Um, So what we did is we took um, wool from sheep, and we took cotton from the fields, and we made fabric. And with that fabric, we were able to cover our bodies, and I think that that's what the Dominion side of things is. So yeah, Josh has a great point.
0: I like it. Good thoughts, boys. Let's move on to our third topic for the evening. My church, the teenagers are inundated with these new toys called fidget spinners. Man, you sound more like
2: a dad every day, Alex. Dude. All right these kids they these kids are there oh. dragging them fidgets they're just fidgeting all
1: around can not <laughs> even they can't even keep it straight. They're just I, sitting there fidgeting. If we it, it, I'll tell you what if we can get rid of them fidgets then we'll solve all this world's problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know who uses fidget spinners? The devil <laughs> so just to emphasize how inundated the teenagers are with these fidget spinners. I went to Walgreens to purchase one. and they sell them at Walgreens now? Yeah, I sell them everywhere, dude. And I said, do you guys have any? And he goes, no. And I go, "What do you? how do you know what I was going to say? He goes, you're talking about fidget spinners. And I go, yeah. And he goes, no, we don't have any. We get 30 calls a day asking do <laughs> you have any fidget spinners. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. And dude... I was at a barbecue i subscribed to my local grocery store on facebook they they posted a post saying that they had fidget spinners and to come get them so after we were done the barbecue i stopped by the grocery store and i picked one up but they were gone (laughs) the next day they were gone they are it's just ridiculous there's so many kids have these things so i'll
2: I'll tell you my my personal personal encounter with the fit with the fidget cube which is a little bit more sophisticated than the fidget spinner i went to new york a few months back to visit my grandmother and my brother my grandmother works at the UN and we're walking into the building and my brother has a little fidget cube in his hand. And I'm like, those things are so weird. Like I remember seeing the promo video for the Kickstarter and I thought it was a joke. So he goes, No, 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 no. Here, just just take it, just play with it. And I was like, Okay. Alex, I kid you not. Yeah. Two minutes in, I forgot that thing was in my hand. An hour later, when we were sitting down to eat, and I had to put it down or like grab my fork, I realized that I had been playing with it. The whole time, Alex, without even knowing it. My mind just automatically started playing with it. Didn't even realize it was there, man. It's amazing.
0: It's been pretty fun. All right. We have a special guest to bring on to the podcast that Daniel does not know about. Daniel never knows about anything going on here. Daniel, if you could guess, if you can make one guess at this special
2: guest, what would you guess? Dude, who has been a more special person during the history of this podcast than Zach Turpani? <laughs>
0: Zach Tirpani is not the guest of the podcast.
2: All right, then I'm done. Good night, guys. It was a pleasure.
1: You would be be a great person
0: to have on. on. We need to get Zach on the pod. You know what? We need to get Zach listening to the pod, first of all, and then we need to get Zach on the pod. But the guest is not a person. Though the guest is not a person, does not mean that the guest cannot make an impactful force upon our life. Dude, it's not your cat, is it? No, no. The guest is not alive, in the strictest sense of the word. The guest is none other than the spinner. Not oh, to- my gosh. <laughs> the wheel is back. The wheel. That's even after- worse than
2: the spinner. The wheel after oh, oh, a no. long oh, time no. has Dude, made a rating bad. And our ratings were so good. <laughs> our ratings
0: were so good. Just grin and bear. And the wheel is here. I'm surprised you didn't notice its presence in the room, how massive and huge this wheel is. We had to build scaffolding to construct it. I thought that was you guys' ego.
1: The wheel, is, the wheel is not a metaphor for our ego. The wheel is a metaphor for the throng.
0: The throng is a metaphor for our ego. <laughs> that, that's true. All right, we're going to play... Would you rather, and we're going to use the wheel to determine the question that we are going to answer. So we have five would you rather questions. Josh, would you like to spin the wheel first?
1: Alex, I would like to spin the wheel first. Uh, Here we go.
0: And it is slowing down, slowing down. It's not real. It stopped. It stopped on the first question. Let me read it. Would you rather hire... Would you rather hire the best topical preacher or the worst faulty exegetical preacher?
1: Oh, man. That's a hard question.
2: I would do the oh. worst faulty exegetical because at least that personality is teachable.
0: Now, keep in mind that he frequently has bad exegesis. <laughs> yeah, so he's not an The people ain't know any better, Alex. But he's trying to be exegetical.
1: Dude, I'd hide the top of the guy.
0: Really? Oh. All right, Danny, you're trying to spin the wheel, buddy.
2: For the record, there's no wheel. I'm not spinning <laughs> a wheel. There is the sound effect of a rotating wheel on the podcast.
0: Daniel, open your you know, eyes. You, not have, real. you have a bad attitude. <laughs> you open, <laughs> open your eyes and open your heart and see the wheel. Here's the question, and you both have to answer. Imagine that you're in a room full of ultra, ultra fundamentalists, okay? Would you rather be A, drinking a beer, B, baptizing a baby, or C, preaching from the NIV? (laughs) Daniel, I'm going to go to you first, buddy. At least when you,
2: like, at least baptizing a baby, you can kind of hide it. No, there's no hiding it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, you're just going to sprinkle that thing as fast as possible and move on. Yeah, you're not even going to say a prayer. You're going to oh baptize it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the funny thing is that I'm imagining this at, like, the dining common at Bob Jones University. And I'm just, like, walking by the ice machine and I, like, dunk the baby in it and keep walking. <laughs> like, just, like, psst and then keep walking like i'm holding it by the toes and i'm just like keep walking
0: <laughs> is best, the huh? beer
2: you can't hide the niv you can't hide the baptism you can be sneaky about it
1: oh man that's that's the heart one of the hardest questions i've ever been asked <laughs> oh. i think i'd rather preach out the niv and mm. the reason is i think that people would get upset the fastest if i did that and it would be said and done, and they would kick me out. Josh, uh, be
0: my guest and spin the wheel. It's
1: my pleasure, Alex.
0: And it's spinning, and it's spinning. Josh, that was kind of a weak spin, so it's already stopped. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Would you rather give a brutally honest review of that bad special musician every church has or accompany them for the rest of their specials for the rest Ooh. of their life? the review Alex
2: yeah I'd rather review them too. Yeah, that's a, yeah I that's feel like that's easy that'd,
0: one Alex dude these be so much less. are tenacious man alright Daniel please take the honor and spin the wheel and Daniel spinning the wheel oh there's a little gusto in that one I like I like the it seems like you're coming around to this a little bit Dan it seems like you're coming around to the wheel and I'm really happy for that not very honest and it has stopped on the last question would you rather be the Twitter handler, you guys see what I did there? Twitter handler, and make $5 million a year, no taxes, hmm. for Donald Trump, or be the VP to President Obama and get paid nothing? Oh,
1: oh, Trump's Twitter, Twitter, Twitter handler. Twitter handler.
2: Oh, wow.
0: I'm say that past five times.
2: They, say, Trump. He's like, I'll be Trump's
0: Twizzler handler. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, Keep it. I'm not a no Twizzler. <laughs> you're definitely cutting this part, right? <laughs> no, man, awesome. Danny, what would you do? Uh, vice president. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you're making a mistake. But no, that's the name of the I game, think bro. I think respect is more valuable than money. That's the name of the game, bro. It's Would You Rather. Boys, it has been an arduous road. We have discussed many things. Uh, We repeated many things uh, for the sake of recording it. And (laughs) I think it's time to bid the throng a farewell. Uh, If you want to check us out on Twitter, we are the Exchange Pod, at the Exchange Pod. Check us out, uh, catch up on all the back episodes that you've missed um, on iTunes and on Josh's blog, and we will be forever, uh, forever grateful, and you will be forever benefited by these discussions, these exchanges, if I may. And wow. for us here wow. at the Exchange Pod, uh, to the throng, I'm going to bid a good night and good luck.